We need therapy. We need Welcome to the Retail Therapy Sessions. And I refused. And in 45 days, we flipped the store. And we had, you know, a, a corporate visit like two months later. And I'm walking around, you know, doing this store visit. And the VP stops in the middle of the store, puts his hands down to the side, turns around. He goes, am I really in the same store? And I'm like, yes, sir. And he's like, your team's doing a really good job. I'm like, thank you. And I turn around and look at my DM who wanted me to fire them all and just kind of gave him this smirk, <laughs> you know, because, you know, he did. He wanted me to turn there. I guess he wanted me to work there by myself, but... He did. He, he didn't like a damn soul in that store. I mean, he wanted me to get rid of everybody. And I did move some people around. And I talked to everybody and found out what they liked and what they didn't. I lost a couple of people who, you know, like Cranky said, the, the ones who don't want to work. But the core people, I mean, these they all had targets on their back, you know, from the DM. Get rid of them all. And I didn't. And that was the first time I ever really did that. And that became my thing from there on out. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go in and just fire people. Uh, I think that's unfair. And it gives, you know, the new manager this stigma that, oh, he's an asshole. He's just coming in and going to fire us all and hire his own people. No. And, and we did it. I mean, it, and we, we went from, you know, a store in the floor to number one store in the district. All with the people that my DM could not stand. Yeah, I kind of feel like that happened a little bit with me because I went on maternity leave and in Canada, we get a real maternity leave. So it was a full year um, of paid maternity leave. And um, so I came back, what happened, like COVID happened. I had my baby three weeks before the lockdowns up here. Um, and so then I wasn't going out. I wasn't even going and like meeting the manager, all that kind of stuff, because obviously we were locked down. Plus the change in ownership ended up getting pushed and pushed and pushed because they didn't know when people could travel from province to province um, safely anyways. And so anyways, I came back and I had a meeting and I'm still mad at myself for not trusting my gut a little bit, but I had a meeting with the new general manager and the new owner. The owner didn't say a whole lot, but the GM, like it was a lot of this like BS, like, you know, we're fixing everything and blah, blah, blah. And mind you, I went on maternity leave and the previous general manager left at the same time. Plus they lost their cash manager all within three weeks. All of us left. Um, so it was just the owner trying to run the store with what he had left. Plus it was COVID. His wife ended up getting diagnosed with a disease and it was like all this stuff at once. Right. So the store kind of went down a little bit because also COVID was just a mess, but clearly the new general manager was not impressed. And uh, just from that first meeting, he was like, well, this store is too small for the position you had. I was the store operations manager when we had fully staffed managers. We had a general manager, everything. That was my position. Obviously there was room for it. And I did a lot of the, it was kind of like being a fixer. I kind of picked up everything that fell through the cracks, made sure the managers had the support they needed, did some of the follow-up that the GM didn't have time for, supported him in whatever he needed, that kind of thing. Right. So he was like, Oh, you were just a firefighter. So like immediately he's telling me I'm not needed 
and that what I was doing before wasn't really a job or doing anything like so there's this immediate like cut down of what I did and I spent a lot of time learning about that business in the previous two years between spending time with the GM and the the owner. And that's just what he did with people. He just constantly cut them down. He just, he was like, I want to put you where you're liked. And so he, he asked me what I liked. I said, well, I like the warehouse. So then I get an email from him and he wants to give me an 18% pay cut to be the warehouse manager, which mind you is illegal to, for me to come back from maternity leave and I cut my pay. So I was like, yeah, nice try, buddy, but I'm entitled to my pay. And he's like, oh, well, I thought you asked for a different position. So like right there, I'm like, okay, this guy's bad news. But then he, under the guise of moving me around to where I'd be happy all year, he just consistently tore me down, sabotaged me, wouldn't give me help when I needed it, all that kind of thing. And he pushed three or four managers out the door. And I actually did quit for a short time. I was headhunted by someone else I used to work with. And uh, so I went and I worked elsewhere for a few months. And once this guy resigned, not even a week later, I was called up and asked to come back. And I set out some conditions, obviously. But I do, like, I know so much about the business. I was like, I know I can do this. And I've been back there and I've been much happier. And there's no general manager right now. But, um, like, it's just so frustrating working for those people where it's just like they constantly are just like cutting you down and pushing you out and trying to fix the store to make it better. But it was just all a load of crap to try and get his own people in. And he was his son worked for us, too. And his son was always getting, you know, the easy jobs and the raises and never getting in trouble for literally not doing almost anything whoa, whoa, whoa. under Hold the up. guise of training. Hold up. So they literally allowed the store manager's son or general manager's son to work underneath him. Yep. Wow. That's a recipe for disaster. Well, that's kind. And again, I can't go into too much detail. People know the corporation I work from, but that's not, that's pretty part of the course in the corporation I work for because they're, because they're franchisees. So it's kind of a little more loose that way. There's a lot of nepotism. Um, a lot. A lot of owners will hire their kids as people to do Tear. high high managerial positions. And uh, yeah, so it was just kind of, uh, you know, and I felt bad for the kid because A, he was a kid. He was only in his early 20s. And people didn't like him because his dad obviously favored him and babied him and let him do whatever he wanted. And so... Like, I felt bad for him because it's like you need to get out from or away from your dad so you can actually understand. Because he was a smart kid, but he just, you know, he was allowed to kind of sit back and told that he was doing a good job and that he was working hard when in reality he wasn't. You know, he was coddled. And so he ended up quitting and going to work for Corp. And so I think that was a little bit of a kick in the pants for him, realizing that he was kind of sliding by. That is but, great. um yeah. So that never works. Yeah. It just doesn't work. No. No, either they hate each other, which also I was a part of one of those situations where the son worked for the father and they hated each other. And it just was a bad situation. And they didn't really bring it so much down on like people around them, but those of us in management saw a lot of the clashes and whatnot. Like they were pretty good at keeping it up to the offices area, but I mean, it, it could be confusing sometimes because they'd be asked to do it one way and then the owner would come down and say, Oh no, 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 I want it done this way or whatever. 
and so it could be quite frustrating but wow yeah all right so it was quite a year last year i bet so we've kind of had some some dark stuff here so we're gonna finish this thing out with some fun stuff so let me ask you cranky have you ever taken part in any kind of workplace shenanigans whether it be practical jokes uh you know fun harassment of co-workers because we're about to blow the lid off this thing <laughs> um yes like they like i get re- along really well with a couple of the managers and so we'll kind of you know send each other jokes and whatnot but nothing like a major major usually i'm 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 a rule follower in general so unless it's like a practical joke or something but no we haven't done anything like real big where we've we've uh broken any rules or anything oh boy anyways okay irish unless you you call uh, go ahead go ahead cranky unless you call what no no i'm good good? well just like more like uh do as i say and not as i do type of stuff where instead of using ladders we're climbing the racking in the warehouse to get stuff down that kind of thing but no nothing like pranking anyone oh boy this is going to be good all right irish yeah i i don't think i would have survived very long in retail without the shenanigans. Uh, it sort of keeps uh, keeps me sane. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of anything that really stands out. It's almost on a it's a regular basis. We're always kind of playing some sort of a silly jokes on each other. Um, but uh, I I mean one from a maybe 15 years ago. We had a, a really stupid idea, but uh, the idea was that um, one of the girls would go in. Uh, she was going to hide in one of the boxes uh, that came off a truck. Uh, and jump out, you know, when someone went to open the box. Really stupid. It would have been a, somewhat funny. But while she was hiding in the box, our DM showed up unannounced <laughs> and came into the back. <laughs> and of course, she wasn't aware of it. She's in the box. And I'm like, if oh, he no. jumps out of that box, he's going to have a heart attack. And I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm just going to have to walk oh. home. I just. So, like, I. I I pretty much had to like speak unnaturally loud, like, oh, hey, Mr. Insert name here. Wasn't expecting you and in the hope that you, of course, she did hear me. And now she's cowering inside this box going, what the, you know, if he asks where she is, oh, that was a bit of a disaster. So anyway, in the end, nothing happened. Thankfully, we got away with it, but it was a close call. Wow. All right. So, so I'm going to incriminate the hell out of myself here with some of this stuff, but it's okay. It's all good. So let's see. One time I wrapped an employee's car in yarn <laughs> and then shrunk wrap it. Oh my goodness. And then it rained. Oh, <gasps> no. oh, oh my goodness. Oh, there's more. It's there, there's more. Uh when I first left the grocery business, I went to work third shift at Office Depot. And we had a gentleman there that, you know, it was all a good fun. He was kind of mouthy, and he, and, you know, he kind of messed with everybody. We shrunk, we shrunk wrapped that dude to a pole in the middle of the store, and left him there for three hours. What? How did you get away with that? <laughs> there were no cameras. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. now I wasn't part of the next one. The same. He loved the abuse. It, it was, it was the weirdest thing. One night they took him and they shrunk wrapped him to a tall drafting chair and pushed him down the aisle. And watched him like bouncing off like counters, like a pinball. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. 
we did the box thing too, Irish. When I was at Jesus's craft store, the repack boxes were huge. And so I had this guy named Kenny who, you know, was like five, five, something like that. He could fold up in these things, right? And, and, and lay in them. And so I'd be like, so-and-so come to the back room. And they come back room and I'm like, hey, you've got a repack box of like whatever scrapbook stuff. Go get it. And all of a sudden they go to open the box and boom, he'd jump out similar to what you guys were doing. Uh, this same guy, I walk into my stock room one day and I see this large, basically stack of boxes like to the ceiling. So him and his buddy decided it would be funny to build a fort out of repack boxes in the stock room. That was good. It was so funny. I couldn't even get mad at him. I'm looking at it and all of a sudden I see this head pop out from the top of the racking. Hey, Steve. I'm like, Patrick, what the hell are y'all doing? They're like, build a fort. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> you know, what else? Where well, there was some a guitar center, and I didn't do this one. This was the first time I've ever seen it. So we all know, you know, the phones that have, you know, you've got the cord, you know, on like the typical phones that you have, like in a retail place. So a guitar center, the the quote was, there's money in the phone. So the quicker you answer the phone, you're the quicker you've got somebody that's looking to buy something. But one genius took like a black zip tie and zip tied the receiver to the cord so close that when you went to jerk the phone and answer it, the phone came up with it and smacked you in the face. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to use that one. Yeah. And they would also do stuff like, cause you use lemon oil to clean uh, the fretboards on guitars. They put lemon oil on the earpiece and you go up and grab the phone and you're like, hello, thanks for calling guitar. And you're like, ooh, you got like all this stuff on your ear. Yeah. Blame tag, you're muted. I know you got stuff. I mean, we had a lot of that stuff at the, um, at the theater. I remember like a little, a little small stuff like we would prank call the box office from our cell phones and ask about movies that didn't exist and stuff like that. Um, one time we took our radios to another location a different theater and we just sat outside in the parking lot and made them think that someone had stolen their radio and was messing with them <laughs> um i think the absolute worst thing we ever did was with um one of the other managers his roommate let us in the house and we just like plastered every inch of this dude's house in just pictures of like naked men that we had gotten from like a porn shop <laughs> And like he was saying, like for years he was finding those pictures just everywhere we hit him, just every inch of the house we could possibly hide a picture of a naked guy. Wow! All right, can you guys see my hand? You see, I've got a guitar pick. Yeah. All right. So they also a guitar center. If you take the guitar pick like this and bend it back and then let go, it snaps. They would walk up to you on the back of your ear and go, Pop, and that shit hurts. <laughs> um. <laughs> You, you brought, oh, what was it? There was one. Okay. When we were younger at the grocery store, we got this bright idea that what we were going to do was we would cut the bottom out of a box. So you'd have like a flatbed cart where you're pulling your stock out. And we'd go and we would cut the bottom of the box out on like something that had like 24 cans in it or whatnot. So when the stocker would go over and grab it, <laughs> everything would come out and hit the floor. Um, rude <laughs> very rude but it was very funny um, the worst was and I'm probably going to hell for this one because I was indeed in Jesus's craft store one time I discovered that it, you could do 1-800 in any 
perverted phrase that was seven letters would take you to some like promo like porn site basically you know and it, it was just like some lady like ooh, uh you know going through like the phone sex thing or whatnot and what i would do to so do that when i was like 12 years old we used to call those just for fun all right so you know what I'm talking about. so yeah. this is how bad this was i'd be sitting in my office and i had cameras on the cashiers right and I had great cashiers. I mean, the, the 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 first Jesus's craft store I worked in, that's still today the best staff I ever had. But I would dial one of these numbers. And they weren't like explicit, explicit. So it's not like they were hearing, you know, cursing or anything. But it was like some sultry woman speaking or some dude, right? And I would dial the number real fast, put it on hold, and be like, so-and-so, you have a call on line one. Why they're running their register, Oh my goodness. And they're running to register and I'm watching the camera and they're picking up and they're here and you see their face and I'm just sitting back in my office just howling. I'm like <laughs> hilarious. Oh my goodness. That's a fun trick. <laughs> I don't know if it still works or not, but that was some priceless, priceless stuff. You got anything else, Blame Tag? I know you've done Man, plenty. I'm boring. No, you're not, but hey, look, you're getting some fun stuff here. Um yeah. I remember there's um, one couple used to come in every week and scam us out of, you know, two movies. You know, they'd do two movies and only pay for one. And um, they got in a, like a really bad fight with one of our managers about it. And we had their name and address from their ID because they used to get the assisted hearing device. So we actually, for like two or three years, just harassed them mercilessly. Like we would call them in the middle of the night and accuse them of stealing our newspaper. Um one day we went and we egged their house. Like it was always stuff like that. Um, always calling this lady. Uh, we took an employee at another office supply store um, who's worked for me several times. You guys have heard me talk about him on the podcast. We we put him up on a forklift in the middle of the store and then left him there. <laughs> oh we also took this dude's car he had a Subaru Justy, which if you look it up, the cars, you could about put it in your pocket. I mean, and whatnot. And we had this genius idea. Let's go move his car. And so it was me and three other guys. And we picked this dude's car up and moved it completely across the parking lot. And so the car wound up, you know, extends the shocks. And it's like jacked up like this. It's like almost... The little tyke's car, it looks so close to that, but imagine the little tyke's car with like quadruple size wheels in the back. He came out and saw that and lost his mind. <laughs> we also put a toy crank on it. Irish, you got anything from your younger days? Um, all of it's pretty minor, to be honest with you. Um, although uh, I do remember a couple of years back, we got this, uh, we had this girl who was very, uh, you know those types. She could she could give it out, but she couldn't take it type of thing. So she needed mm -hmm. to be taken down a peg or two. So what we did, she was on the the register. So I got one of the guy's phones, and we put his phone just underneath the cash register. And every time a customer would come up, we changed his ringtone to a big fart noise. No. So we call his phone, and of course, the first couple of times she thought it was the customer. You know, so she oh, just kind of didn't, didn't really say anything. It was only after maybe four or five people she realized, wait a second. <laughs> so we had a we had great fun because she was really embarrassed by it. 
and uh, you know took her down a few pegs. Oh, I had a frame shop manager. God, I, I'm realizing now all the amount of mess that happened at Jesus's craft store. Um, I had a frame shop manager that I found out was a former stripper. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. And so if you're familiar, Cranky, I'm sure you're familiar. You know the crossbars on trucks that have like the ratchet, you know, to support the loads? Well, I took one off the truck and I took it back to the frame shop. Oh, my goodness. And I took a little wood I'd table. I'd be so mad. <laughs> Uh, and then draped it in some nice red fabric and took that pole and turned it upright and jacked it up. <laughs> and so when she came in, it looked like she had a stripper pole on her table. Oh, I'm sure she was thrilled with you. I, I was up front and she was in the back and I could hear her scream all the way through the store. But all in good fun. She she was great. But uh, it, she was like, who told you? And the reason I found out was um, somebody I'd worked with uh, had told me she had came in and uh, he's like, that's Savannah. I'm like, that's not Savannah. Because I knew her real name. He's like, oh no, she's a dancer. I'm like, what do you mean a dancer? He goes, you know, a dancer. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. So, so that was fun. Um, uh, but, but yeah, terrible, terrible things. Um, but fun. And yeah. nobody got, nobody got hurt. See, the worst I ever do is that, cause you know how dirty your shoes get when you work in the warehouse. Yes, awful. Dusty. Mm -hmm. So we have to wear black pants for our uniform. So I just run up to people and I lightly tap their legs and just go, your pants are dirty now. <laughs> and just oh. run away. Well, all, all, similar. And you're right. Because, hey, it's awful. You have to wear black pants in a warehouse. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> you should be able to wear jeans. Similarly, once again, at Jesus's craft store, I had an individual that um, she had long black hair and she was sitting down on the floor like Indian style, like straightening something. And I went and purchased a big bottle of purple glitter, <laughs> walked oh up goodness. right behind her. I would literally murder you <laughs> and dumped every bit of glitter on her head. Oh, my goodness. I got a message from her about six or eight months ago just seeing how I was doing. She goes, you know, I think I'm still washing glitter off of me. Probably. Hey, it's all in good fun. I looked at it like this. You know, it, it was really kind of funny. I was going through my quote unquote goth stage while I was working there. So I was the the the, the polar opposite of what the Christian store wanted as a store manager. I mean, I had this long black trench coat and my hair was dyed like this Auburn chocolate cherry color. And, you know, my, my boss would come in. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working. She goes like that. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's like whatever but yeah I've done some pretty I, I've seen a lot of stuff happen too I've seen a lot of crazy crap go down that I wish I could have been part of or have thought of but it's uh, it gets out of hand sure. well when Way you're young cameras now to do a lot of that oh yeah when you're young and you're working in a grocery store and everybody has the same thought we had a frozen food truck came in and back then they still used dry ice on the frozen food trucks and we're sitting back there. We're not even thinking about the science. We're just like, hey, let's get some dry ice and put it in water. Ha ha. You know, like smoke. And I'll never forget, collectively, three of us are standing there. And I'm like, what happens if we put a lid on that? <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we had a, a, a six-month love affair with dry ice bombs um, yeah. to the point that the local police were getting phone calls. And we would go out oh, no. the, back, the back door and throw one. 
and we would hear it explode. And as soon as you heard it explode, you hear this 354 barrel engine kicking, we're shutting the door real quick. And we're in there working like, you know, it can't be them. But we had people that would make those. And you're talking about egging people's houses, flame tag. Um, we yeah. would take those on third <clears throat> shift and cap them off and throw them on people's porches that we didn't like at like <laughs> 2, 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I worked at a place where um, we had a guy who did the dry ice bomb. Oh, it's great. And and you're so immature, you know, at, at 18, 19 years old, when you see a 20-ounce Coke bottle stretched to the size of a two-liter, you're just sitting there giddy. And then that thing explodes, you're like, whoa, <laughs> fun stuff. So... All right, everybody, we're sitting at an hour five. I don't want to keep anybody any longer. Just to let you guys know how this is going to work as we continue to do these. I'm going to split these up in like little pieces. So like it could be anywhere from like 15 minutes to 20 minutes, part one, and then release another one that's like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, part two or, or whatnot and go through. So that way we can get a lot out of one. You know, we had people with technical difficulties who have messaged me since I've been on here that couldn't make it. Um... We should have more next time. It really comes down to, like I said, it's all about what you guys are available. I know Irish is probably really odd for you to be participating in something like this. And it's not like almost midnight. Yes, it's it's um, it's unusual. It is, isn't it? And, and Cranky, thank you. What, what time is it there in Canada? Uh, where I am, it is quarter after two. Quarter after two. And it, where I am, it is now 412. So neat. Well, thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I talked way too much. Yeah. No, well, that's the point. That's the point is for you guys to talk. And that's that's why, like, if we can get, you know, seven, eight people involved and just kind of let it roll, that's where it's going to be a lot of fun. Because, you know, there's, you know, we can talk about whatever. I, I don't care. Like I said, the, the basic rules are the same as the podcast. I don't want to really get into politics or religion because everybody has their own opinion on that. And that gets hostile. But everything else, I don't care. Blame tag. You got any last words? I don't know what I have to say. Um, tomorrow is a uh, March fourteenth. I don't know if uh, Cranky might know what that means. Don't think so. Oh, it's um, Superstore. March March fourteenth is the day where nothing went wrong. Oh, you know I, I have yet to show. see that. I, I need to watch that. Oh, it's so good. Oh, you got to so watch good. it. Yeah. It's so yeah. true to reality. It's ridiculous. My favorite is their little, like, the customers doing dumb stuff, like their transition things, because it's so true. Oh, my goodness. All right, guys. Thank you all for being here. Uh, we'll figure out another one sometime soon. And before then, like, if you guys have, like, a topic or something you just want to cover and just, like, shoot the shit on, shoot it over. We'll do it. I don't care. Something fun to do. So, having said that, everybody have a great day, and we will do this again soon. This has been the Retail Therapy Sessions. Make sure to check out the Retail Warzone podcast as well, and if you like what we do, please leave a review and share with your friends. Thanks for listening.